1: all right, welcome in uh, BMAS and Beamer, Brian Masrosky, Joe Beamer here with you uh, to take you through continuing coverage of the storm here on WBEN. Uh, just getting word in the last couple of minutes, it appears that the 400 and 219 are reopening, uh, getting some messages from NITEC. Uh, the 400 and the 219, we have yet to hear about the throughway in general And the 90, uh, we've gotten some reports that say the 90 may be open or it looks like it's open. Uh, Nothing official yet. As soon as that happens, we'll bring it to you uh, right here on WBEN. We can tell you what we've heard about the 400, 219. It appears they have reopened. Uh, The 290 is still closed. The 190 still closed. Uh, Both those roads, you look at the uh, cameras, they're, they're pretty clear. I would imagine it's only a matter of time before they open up the gates, uh, which, again, have to be manually done. So, you know, all those gates that are closed, it's not like uh, you or me, Joe, is flipping a switch here. No. Uh, they all have to be gone to and, and open that way. But that may be open. Keep it locked here. We'll bring you the latest information. 40219 appear to have been open now, I would have to believe. At the very least, the 290 would be next, and the majority of the 90 would uh, reopen as well. As for power, somebody mentioning power, uh, 803-0930 to to join us too, Uh, and and we're here to talk with you. What does it look like? What's your situation? Of course, I I love hearing any shout-outs to people who have helped you over the past couple of days, but what you're dealing with right now, what it looks like out there. Uh, as of this morning, it looks like there's around 4,000 people in Buffalo still without power. Amherst uh, and Kenmore each have around 500 customers still without power. National Grid has said that they hope uh, by the end of the day today, the power will be back on for everybody. But the majority of power outages still in the city of Buffalo with about 4,000 customers.
3: Yeah, and me and, and Brian, that to me is just... Uh, it's crazy that there are still people out there that have been without power since early Friday morning. Um, you know, a lot of them obviously finding places to go uh, until their power was restored. But uh, some people, you know, I mean, their houses are getting cold. they're they're by the fireplace and uh, hoping that those
1: restorations uh, are at a hundred percent by this afternoon. Um, Tanawanda passing along this note, and this is true for Tanawanda and Amherst too, on street parking banned until further notice and that's 24 hours a day that's not just the overnight parking on the street that's 24 hours a day don't park your car i know a lot of people who are parking on the street are doing so because they're clearing out their driveway uh and you know have to move the car to get to the snow it's becoming a little bit of an issue for some of the plows because you don't know when a plow is you know going right. to come down your street and it might happen when you're doing the driveway and your car's out there i if it's possible for you to do uh move it around the driveway or just take the car for a drive while somebody is out there clearing the driveway don't leave or, it in the street
3: or if a neighbor has done their driveway say hey can i throw my car here
1: while i take yeah. care of or, mine uh, another uh, good idea but yeah we're being uh, told again and uh, asked to ask you to please uh, keep the cars off of the road. Uh, The 990 appears to have reopened. I'm getting the thumbs up from Randy. Uh, 990 is open, too. So it looks like they're slowly opening up the expressways, which have looked good. I mean, like the 290... All morning long, you can see the pavement. Yeah, uh, it looks good. Alan was talking about this morning. You know, somebody being pulled over on the 290, and I'm looking at the image. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about the guy being pulled over. I, no. the, the street is clear. Like, right. oh, what's going on here? We talked with Pat Lucy earlier this morning, and uh, he's saying, yeah, uh, it would be kind of helpful to have the 290 open and get more cars off the roads that we're trying to clear in the town. I can't imagine the 990 took a long time to clear out. Yeah. But but what's going on? Uh, We want to hear from you, 803-0930, if you still need help. Um, If you want to thank somebody publicly who has helped you over the past few days, tell me about your situation. And what are you doing right now? I, I mean, what does this week look like? For you. We were talking about that a little bit. It's just, it's weird. Does Joe, it? you know why it's weird? We're in sweatsuits today. I sent you the message yesterday. I'm yes. like, you Joe sweatsuits tomorrow.
3: I'm glad you did because
1: I don't think I could fit into any of my jeans right now. I I, I just said, if not now, when? Right. I mean, it's <laughs> like the- this is, this would be even without the storm the week to do it. Yeah. Nobody else is coming in to work. You dressed up a little bit. You put a Jersey on. I put a Jersey on over my sweatshirt because yeah. again, I'm like, you know, whatever.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, any, it, anything goes.
1: If not now, when? So we're we're trying to remain well, comfortable here.
3: Compared to the gym shorts I was walking around because they were in my car over the weekend <laughs> here. I'm actually dressed up today. Um, yeah, Brian, this is, uh, like I said to you off the air, I mean, 36 hours looking out the window, uh, the cleanup still going on. Uh, i I, I want to hear those, you know heartwarming stories of people who came to the rescue, people who were there, people who just did a simple check-in. You know, Brian, we were getting calls from people who hadn't talked to family members or to friends for hours. And you know, someone would hear that on the radio and they would go over check in, call us back, and say, hey, I checked in. Could you let so-and-so know? I mean, it, it just st- something that seemed so simple was so um, refreshing and reassuring to people at a time that there were a lot more questions than answers.
1: I, I loved seeing on my way in this morning, um, and, and things were pretty clear, even from the snow yesterday, uh, throughout the Tonawandas. Uh, uh, I didn't really see any homes in Amherst. Uh, <laughs> it was part of my drive-in, but... Uh, everyone kind of cleared out. Like Everyone was out there digging out uh, at some point in the last couple of days after an immense amount of snow. Uh, I might have said yesterday, easily the most snow I've ever seen in my neighborhood uh, since I've been there, since a lot of my neighbors have been there, who have been there for years and years and years. It it was incredible. And, you know, we're doing it. We're we're digging out. We're we're getting out there. We're uh, taking the uh, snowblower down the walk a little bit. We're trying to help out people. Uh, the plows come over, and you know, there's more snow pushed up. But you know, what are they going to do? Uh, and then you dig that out again, helping out people. It look every house. Um, it looked like you know they were clearing out the driveway. They had uh, the front steps all done. They were uh, really working on that and doing. It. And I love to see it. And I love to see the videos in the city of Buffalo where it is. I mean, so many roads impassable. The driving ban is still in place. The videos of people out with the snowblowers in the streets, uh, down the sidewalks, getting rid of the snow. Um, and, you know, I asked the mayor about this earlier. Obviously, I'm not talking about getting out there when the snow is blowing, uh, you know, when the storm is going. But over the last uh, 36 hours or yep. so, as things have subsided, it's really nice to see people get out there. And it's like the stories I've heard from the Blizzard of 77 Joe. Where you never hear anybody talk about, well, yeah, and we sat around and, you know, waited for the plow. Where's that plow, you know, to come by? No, there's shovel brigades and they're going out and they're clearing out their own neighborhood and, uh, you know, working on chipping away at it as best they can. And if you're able and we've saw uh, seen a lot of that happening in the city you see a lot of that happening all over western new york
3: this storm brian you know i kept thinking about you over the weekend this storm is the reason you say you don't live in the south towns you got a taste of what the south towns are used to usually we're reporting on something we can't see out our window but this time in the north towns we were uh, we were the ones that were hit the most
1: you know it's funny joe i was at, i was still thinking that on friday <laughs> Because it really was not – the visibility was terrible. I mean, it was the whiteout condition. But in terms of, like, snowfall and what would be left after the wind, you know, came through, I was still kind of thinking, at least I'm not, you know, living where it's snowy all the time. And then late Friday night, uh, all throughout the day, Saturday, we just got hammered with it. And, you know, you couldn't see – that was the funny part is – you knew it was snowing, but you couldn't really see how much because you, I mean, you could That's, look out and you couldn't even see your own driveway or nope. right in front of your house. Uh, and then when it all let up, you kind of looked outside and was, uh, oh, <laughs> and for the- uh, oh, this is how they feel. I mean, it looked like an image in Easter World. The roofs in my neighborhood, Joe, it they look like um, something out of a movie where you would uh, put like a picturesque heavy snowfall draped over. You know, the roof. And we've never had that. No, the
3: windows here... Over the weekend, Brian, the windows looked like, you know how you would paint a window to look, they're frosted for the holidays? Yes. That's exactly what every window in this building looked like. It, it, it looked like they were preparing to film a winter movie in this studio, the way the windows looked all weekend. As I said numerous times, that building 300, couldn't see it. You could not see it for a majority of the weekend. It, it was it was crazy. Um, and once I moved my car, I didn't, as you say, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have something to look at to see where the snowfall is compared to my car. Mm-hmm. And good thing I didn't, because my car probably would still be sitting there. I see they're just starting to get at the front of the building now. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like I said, I will never forget this storm, the consistency of this storm. I woke up Sunday morning uh, at 3 a.m. And you had given us the warning, Brian, that it had stopped in Tonawanda, in North Tanawanda and, and hoping that band was moving, you know, kept on moving south. I had to see it to believe it. I woke up at 3 a.m. to go on the air, and it was—I uh, was—I couldn't believe it. I'm like, it is so clear outside right now after what we had experienced uh, Friday and Saturday. But what about you? 8030930 star 930. Patton Snyder, we had him on yesterday. He is still without power. Uh, any updates for him? We'll try to get them. 8030930. Also, uh, Brian, we've had Julie at the Pembroke uh, truck station call in several times over the weekend. She was still there. As of Bowerly Show yesterday, uh, if it, Julie, if you're listening, we'd love to have an update this morning. Are you still at the truck stop or have you made
1: your way home? Uh, hopefully, she'll call in before 10 o'clock. Uh, the 290 is open. The 290 has reopened, so they've reopened that, and uh, we're giving you these updates as we get them in. Um, uh, again, that would kind of make sense. But we know the 290 is open, the 990 is reopened, the 400 and the 219 have all reopened uh, as of uh, around 9 o'clock this morning. In Tonawanda, if you've had your car towed or if you had to abandon your vehicle, uh, they're giving out numbers 879-6613 or 879-6614. That's 879-6613 or 6614. Both those numbers you can call and they'll tell you what you need to do in the town of Tonawanda if you had to abandon your vehicle maybe where it is or just where to find that. Do you know anyone
3: who had to abandon their vehicle over the weekend? No, and Joe, see, that's I, a process that I just could not imagine going through.
1: See, this is one of the things that you're, you're touching on something I'd like to talk about, uh, really over the next couple of days too, not just today. But what have you learned? What would you do differently? I, I mean, what lessons are you personally taking from what we have been through? and uh, what we continue to go through with uh, digging out. Uh, it's another thing I, I'm really interested in for people because I was thinking about my own neighborhood and how few people I saw in, in terms of cars on the road, any abandoned vehicles. I I have not seen any of that, really. Uh, I, I, re- I really haven't. And I was thinking, like, wow, people... Use their common sense when they looked outside and you don't need a driving ban or something like that to tell you. Uh, You could have listened to the forecast the week leading up, or you could have simply looked out the window when it started to come down and said, maybe I better stay home if it looks like this and it's expected to only get worse. And really by me, Joe, there was not much in terms of cars abandoned. I saw a little bit more, you know, driving into work. I mean, this is the furthest I've gotten, you know, since uh, last week uh, from here to my house. Uh, but on the way, you know, I see a couple in the town of Tonawanda. I obviously saw some. Uh, they're clear now on Niagara Falls Boulevard. But by me, I mean, people hunkered down, stayed where they were, and it has really allowed everyone to, uh, magnificent in North Tonawanda, the crews, what they've been able to do with the amount of snow they got how clear it is, and how clear it was yesterday.
3: Would you be surprised if I told you it was a completely different experience driving home uh, to Amherst on on Sunday? Uh, we drove to the point where you couldn't take Maple to transit, Brian. I mean, that, that Maple to Sheridan portion of transit was almost impassable. Uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon, we went up to uh, Sheridan and just seeing car after car stranded, seeing an ambulance stranded, finally saw them get towed, and in front of my apartment, Brian, there were six cars on one street and then one Uh, blocking the other street to the point where the first plow went down one of the side streets near my building just yesterday. Um, So, so many abandoned cars. And that's another thing I'd like to talk to people. You know, we had some callers looking to where they could go and get their abandoned car. Uh, Someone had left theirs on Maple on Saturday. Um, But I'd like to talk to some of that experience of leaving your car um, and, and trying to retrieve it over the last few days Uh, It's so interesting. Like you said, Brian, you didn't see as many and I'm driving back on Sunday. My wife had been keeping eyes on one. There was a truck on the side of our building where she watched the guy in the middle of the storm try to dig his truck out. But Brian, you probably know this better than anyone as the wind blew. The, all his work was just undone mm-hmm. undone within mm-hmm. a millisecond yeah um so she had been keeping eyes on that truck and then when everything settled down and you saw the cleanup begin just to see how many on, on major uh, roads like transit and maple and Main Street and Amherst how many cars were
1: left there until um yesterday afternoon um, Julie and Pembroke calling in uh with an update Julie what's going on
4: hi so <laughs> that was good timing I just of course, I'm sitting in the car, right? And I had you guys on. <laughs> this. I, it's snowing here now. I'm I'm going to stay put, um, as are some of the other people that are still here. Reason being is, I mean, the road looks good right outside of here. But hearing the reports on what it's like in Erie County, there's still a lot of stranded cars. I specifically heard them mentioning Main Street in Amherst or Williamsville and it made me think back to I think it was this November 2 storm where there were travel bans but they also went out late because I personally I I've never driven through a travel ban in my life. If they say there's a travel ban, I stay off the road. That time I had literally 10 minutes notice. I was in and out of the car. I was listening to you guys. I you know, I was checking on the area I was going to to see what it was doing there on the weather app and I still didn't get notice because you guys announced it on the radio. I went and looked. It was like an hour before that they even sent that one out. I was livid because then I was in a spot that night where I had to make the choice to drive through a travel ban. The roads were terrible. And one of the places I was at was Main Street, like in Clarence. Um, and I remember hearing about tractor trailers being stuck on Main Street back then And I barely made it past them. I I had barely enough room to the right to get up. They were kind of stuck on a hill. So when I heard that today, I said, no, I'm definitely going to stay put. Let them clear the snow. I don't know why they even lifted the travel ban. I don't understand it. Because on one hand, they're saying they're strongly discouraging travel. And if you had people not following the travel ban, what makes them think they're going to follow a travel advisory? Let these people get the stuff off the roads. Julie,
3: where where are you trying to to head from uh, Pembroke?
4: I'd be actually out near where your complex is, like Maple Sweet Home area. I'd be out
3: that way. Now I don't know the track to from Pembroke to here, but let me tell you, my ride into work today surprisingly was a hundred percent better, yeah, ninety percent better than it was on Sunday. Especially yeah. in Amherst, they've done a really good job with cleanup. Now I don't know what you have to get through to get here, but. I'd be going down Main and Main to Sheridan. Main, uh, Maine on the one side of transit, seems to be very good. Transit is so much better today than it just was last night when I got my car um, in the 7 o'clock hour. So, I, I'm telling you, the, it, it, they really have improved in Amherst. Again, I don't know what it would be like, you know, the other portions of your drive. But here in Amherst, I have to say, it, it, it's gotten re- it's gotten a lot better. Again, if you don't have to drive, don't
1: drive. But... It has gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. Um, I, you know, it's it looks like the aftermath of a snowstorm. In most places, Yes, there are maybe a few deep streets in some areas of western New York that haven't gotten cleared. Uh, the city of Buffalo is a different story. Yep. Outside of the city of Buffalo, things have been looking really good. The 90 has reopened. Uh, the 90 is open. The Peace Bridge has reopened. The 190 has reopened. Oh, that's surprising. Um, it is well, I, you know, surprising in one sense, yes, surprising. In another sense, I maybe not so much. Um, I, I, I think the 190 may be in part still closed. Um, but parts of it are open. We're going to try and get you these specifics during the break here. But at least part of the 190. Is reopened. Remember, like the idea of this is to bypass yes. the city of Buffalo and bypass a lot of these roads where, right, there are serious problems. So it's good to have these reopened. Let me say, not obviously not the
3: entire 190 is surprising, that those portions in the city that we're and there are still so many issues um, with roads. I am surprised at that. that- portion of the 190. Obviously, the 190 goes further than the city. That's the portion that I'm surprised to reopen. But glad. I'm
1: not sure if all the exits in this, I would be surprised if the exits and on-ramps and off-ramps in the city of Buffalo have reopened. At least a portion of the 190 is reopened. Um, I, uh, we have a couple of people on the line, Ed in Williamsville, if you could hang on or, or maybe uh, call back in a couple minutes. Would like to talk with you about uh, what you're on the line for too. We'll be back after the news, Beam and Beamer on WBEN.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: Welcome back in. Brian Mazrowski, Joe Beamer on WBEN. Okay. Um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> we roll on storm coverage and cleanup from the blizzard. Uh, big news this morning is, you know, as uh, a lot of these streets become passable, looking really good uh, on the main roads throughout western New York, uh, outside of the city of Buffalo, uh, which is kind of its own thing. Uh, but throughout the rest of Western New York, looking really good on a lot of the main roads um, and, and even the side streets this morning. The 90, 190, 290, 994 hundred, 219 have reopened in the last hour. Good so news. Uh, there you go. We got some good news. And hey, that's uh, we're trying to turn the page here. Uh, I want to go. Uh, he's been on hold. And I want to talk to Ed in Williamsville. Yes,
2: who uh, oh, yeah.
1: you used to be a former uh, National Weather Service meteorologist? Is
2: that right? That is right. I retired in 2004, and I still follow the weather a little bit. And I was at the blizz i was stuck at the airport during the blizzard of '77. And uh, what the thing is, I wanted to tell how wonderful you uh, people over at WBEN and your bunch of heroes yourself, and what you helped us out and all aside from all the other heroes. Uh, but I think that uh, some of the heroes is, that should be recognized is the National Weather Service at Buffalo. They're the one that actually brought up about a week or so beforehand all what's going to happen, and it went right to the point. It was absolutely on cue. It was, really was. And because of that, the whole city was able to set up and do everything. They were they were right in their forecast, and I think that the National Weather Service... In- there definitely uh, should uh, be uh, recognized uh, as, as definitely a hero. As a matter of fact, my area, which is around the Hopkins Klein Plaza Drive area, um, I had some people uh, try to dig us out from the front door. I couldn't, we couldn't even get out of the house. But as I said before, uh, you guys uh, and everybody, aside from the heroes, National Weather Service should be, really get a real top award for what they did and how they prepared us.
1: Well, I, I yes. totally agree. We They gave us a forecast about a week in advance that called for what we got. I mean, what we got is what we were expecting. I'm wondering from where you sit, the response to it. You mentioned, you know, giving time to get ready. Um, whether it's in your own personal, you know, when you were working there, maybe it's what you've seen from this storm in the past week or so what would you like the response to look like? You know, as you're crafting this forecast and putting Uh it out there, and it's for something like what we saw at the end of last week, what would you like to see as the immediate response to when you're calling for a generational storm?
2: Uh, To follow exactly the rules, exactly the advice. Don't go out. If they say it's going to be a bomb uh a cyclone with 70 mile an hour winds and a tremendous amount of danger just danger they you listen to what the weather service says listen to what uh, all the different uh, people who are in charge of the area say uh, listen to you on wben do not take any chances to get out there just listen and then you'll, you'll be safe and that and it seems that most people did do what they did and followed. And I think it went very well.
1: I think so, too, in terms of uh, knowing what was on the way. And, you know, we can talk about everything else that – uh, resulted from that. But, Ed, thanks for the call, and thanks for, you know, still keeping thank up with your us. Your help,
2: and then and, and kudos to you and WBEN, and uh, terrific. You did a great job. Thank, thank you.
1: Thank you, Ed. Really appreciate okay. it. Um, but, you know, always great to hear from a former forecasters still it, paying attention to what's going on.
3: And they got it right. You know, so many people want to play Monday morning uh, meteorologist after uh, a storm doesn't hit the exact way, or it might have moved. I mean, this, they got 100% right. Guess what else they got right? The storm in November. I mean, they got the storm mm-hmm. exactly right. We were prepared uh, with the forecast. We knew. And, you know, Brian, as many as as much as we want to point out the people who got uh, stranded, as many times we want to point out the abandoned cars, Thursday night, a lot of people were uh, taking the advice because if you went to a grocery store, to oh, a, yeah. a big box store on, on Thursday, we, you saw lines. I was at the Target on the boulevard, and there were lines wrapped around the store
1: uh, of people just getting last-minute things, knowing – I'm probably going to be stuck for a few days. The airport, any grocery store, any store, period, right? Thursday was, it was madness. Yeah. Because it was people treating it like the last time they'd be able to go out. Now, that wasn't true for everybody, but you can't say that you weren't warned about it. I, I mean, it was out there everywhere, and the the words that were used over and over again from the Weather Service, repeated by us, repeated by everybody, were that this was being called or it was calling for a once-in-a-generation storm or a generational storm. And, you know, that's what this means. <laughs> like, like and that's, that's what it was. I it, There's not much more you can say other than that. You know, it's a once-in-a-generation storm And they're saying that three weeks after we got, you know, six feet of snow, right, Uh, in in one area of Buffalo. So to hear that, I, I, yeah, uh, to everybody who's helped us uh, from Aaron Mankowski um, and Josh Nichols to Andy Parker to the National Weather Service, everyone who's involved in forecasting, they were all saying what we were going to get, when we were going to get it. I think maybe the only surprise. Is if you listen to the lead up and then kind of stop paying attention because you were hunkered down, which I think is true for a lot of people. You prepare and then when it comes time, you know, when it's actually going on, I I think a lot of people and I would put myself in this like, all right, I I knew what was going to happen. I'll stop paying attention a little bit. Yeah. Maybe periodically check in. Um, But I think the one thing that got us was Saturday, just the duration and strength of all day Saturday into Saturday night, Uh, at least for the North Towns, is kind of what was like, oh, man, like I I thought we were going to ramp down a little bit. Didn't end up happening until late Saturday night.
3: Yeah, they say once the generation. And let me tell you, Brian, I hope, you know, I never see 36 hours of such con- uh, consistent rain, uh, rain, consistent weather again. I mean, that was like I said, and, and I was one of the people, you know, I, I'm one of the people that was informed. Edwards, right. Everyone we talked to said this was going to happen. And I, what do I say on Friday morning? I'll go into work. I don't need a host from home. I'll be able to get home in time. Uh, As we now know, Brian, that was uh, not true. I was not able to get home in time. But um, they were right. I mean, they called it right. There were no breaks in the storm. It was 36 hours, consistent. And I really hope uh, that we don't see something like that again. Uh, It really I'm still amazed by um, just how constant the
1: wind and snow was for such a long amount of time. Um, yeah, and and it's crazy. What's it like by you right now? Uh, What has it been like over the past few days? And uh, do you, I I think there's a lot of Western New York right now. Um, You you know, as we're still dealing with a very serious situation in the city of Buffalo, as we're still kind of wrapping our head around the number of people who have died. There are now more people who have died in this storm than the blizzard of 77. Uh, From the latest update we got from the mayor this morning when he was on WBEN. And and there is still a very serious situation going on in the city of Buffalo. Outside of that, I I think a lot of people are looking out the window today. They're uh, looking at the situation. And outside of the city, as things open up, you're kind of looking at it as the storm has passed. Uh, Maybe a little bit more digging out to do. But we're going forward now. And it's been a long time. It's great to see that moment. But uh, I I think that's the situation. It's really two realities here in Western New York. It's people who are still suffering and people who are finally kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Finally. Yes.
3: The people that are hoping today's the day their power's back on, hoping today's the day they see a plow uh, down the street. And then Brian, there are the people like, yeah, I drove to work and I'm Probably going to go to the grocery store, and it was fine. Yeah,
1: and it was fine throughout a lot of Western New York. It was just
3: like after any snowstorm. Most of Western New York, right now, everything's you know kind of getting back to normal. Everything's fine. Don't park on the street. Uh, Don't park on the street. But things are getting back to normal. Don't go into the city. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that the city of Buffalo is still driving
1: okay, of the city. I should say.
3: Yeah, is still uh, is cl- still cleaning up, and I'm hoping this time tomorrow we're talking about the city of Buffalo getting back to hey, let's go to work, let's do this, let's let's uh, stock up on groceries, let's get back to a a sense of a uh, normalcy on a weekend, Brian. That's usually not normal, uh, but right now that's all we're asking for is a little bit of normalcy. Nothing has felt. No,
1: I, I mean this this has not felt like Christmas. It. I I wanted to go away from. Um, you know, they're like, "Oh, what should we call the storm?" Which I was like, "Well, it's, it's just the blizzard before Christmas." Yes, and that's the, what it was. Then the blizzard during Christmas. Well, yeah, that, like that's the thing. As somebody said, "Well, how about you know, it's the it's the blizzard that stole Christmas." And I before Christmas, I wanted to be like, "Well, let's you know, hang out on, on that." Yeah, I, I mean, it's the worst of it will be gone. uh, of the weather that's, you know, currently happening will be gone by Christmas for the most of us. So, you know, let's pump the brakes. But it really did turn into that Uh, because of just everything going on. I I mean, up until two days after Christmas, uh, we're talking about just now being able to get out. Yeah, it did steal Christmas. Yeah, it, it did. Like, you know. Saturday, Christmas Eve, my favorite day of the year.
3: Um, and, and no offense, you know, hey, we, we had a good time here at the station. No offense to anybody here. But it did not feel like Christmas Eve. Like, it just did not feel like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, and, and, hey, we had heat. We had food. We had electricity. Because you I, didn't have the tree. Uh, well, the tree over at Star. Oh. Um, And, and I realize that there are people that, you know, are still struggling today, that lost their power, that didn't have heat. Um, and, you know, un- unfortunately, we have a-, a death toll that keeps climbing. So uh, we were very fortunate here at WBEN to have, to have all that stuff. We were not struggling. We were not suffering. Um, so I, I, to, c- to complain about Christmas Eve is, is kind of, it-, it feels a little weird knowing that there is the heartbreaking uh, death toll numbers out there.
1: Eight oh we'll go back to the phones and go to Jeanette in Amherst. Jeanette, uh, how's it going by you? What does it look like out your front door?
6: Um, so the, the weather has uh, – we had snow yesterday, and then uh, today it's clear. The You know, the skies are clear. We've got um, probably two to three feet of just uh, accumulation and then drifts are – up to oh i don't know maybe 4 to 6 feet and then the piles from where the the big huge trucks came through to move snow are i'm going to say maybe a 10 foot mountains
1: yeah it it <laughs> I definitely it I, away, I don't think that's much of an exaggeration
6: around. pardon
1: i don't think that's exaggerating that much at all
6: oh no no not at all i i mean there's just gigantic huge mountains of boulders of snow <laughs>
1: What, what are, Would you say you're behind it? Um, uh, have you had power? Uh, what is your neighborhood like right now? Are, are, are you ready to kind of go forward and move on and, and dig out?
6: Uh, so my neighborhood, uh, we were very fortunate and blessed that we did have heat and power throughout the storm. Although I heard that there were outages as near as a block away. So um, not everyone in this immediate area had power throughout um, I'm near uh, Harlem and Sheridan. Uh, I did hear some of the panicked calls of, you know, people who were without power on your station right near this area. And um, But we were very fortunate to have, you know, heat, power, food throughout the storm. So we've just been kind of sitting it out. Um, Our our, the street that we live on, it's a dead end street, and the the neighbors are all very nice. And we checked up on each other to make sure everyone was safe, and um, it's a a wonderful community. So even though we've been snowed in for Christmas and we had to do our visits with our family by phone, I just feel very fortunate, very blessed that, you know, everyone was safe. And also very blessed to have WBEN in Western New York. Um, you guys are a fantastic source of information you 're our primary source of information when there are emergencies and things i i can 't thank you guys enough for um, staying in touch with all of the local municipalities and the government agencies to keep Western New York informed on where are we with driving bans and travel advisories and what are the road conditions like and what 's the weather like and you know, who needs what and the, um, you know, I thank God for you guys just connecting people with resources throughout the whole storm. You helped so many people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do have one question. If you have a moment for that. All right. Um, So our area has been switched from a travel ban to a travel advisory. And I was wondering if you could clarify a little bit what's considered necessary travel that it would be okay to go out where you know i don't want to add to the problem i know they're still trying to clear roads and things but are like groceries and gasoline considered necessary or is it still just like medical emergency in
1: in amherst yeah uh that would be considered necessary um a travel ban is you know no unauthorized travel um and, and you know you're staying inside the travel advisory is you know, be aware. It's not that great out there, driving conditions, even though a lot of these roads are cleared. Uh, you know, be aware. Be cautious. But you may hit a if, if you need groceries, you need gas, um, you know, you need essentials, you can uh, get out there. And thank you, uh, Jeanette, for listening, yes. uh, by the way.
3: Yeah, can we cut that up into a promo, Jimmy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Starting Star 930 is the number. Uh, Brian, just saw a picture from Jeff Russo over at Channel 7. And there is a line outside the Amherst Street Wegmans now oh, yeah. as they are waiting to open up. And it is looping around the corner of the store. So uh, they're obviously going to be packed as soon as that. I- I'm sure that's a, a similar site at many grocery stores that are getting ready to open in just a few minutes.
1: Yeah, that is <laughs> – we were actually saying this yesterday. Um, what's the line going to look like outside of Wegmans uh, <laughs> just before 10 a.m.? And there you go. You, you've seen it already because people are uh, – they need to get out there, right? They they need to <laughs> get their stuff. Uh, I, I, even I, who I like to think I'm generally prepared for things like this, it, it's it, – it, you go four days. Oh, yeah and you realize maybe I'm not as prepared as I thought I was. No, of course. Or, or you're stuck inside, you have nothing to do but eat the food that you stockpiled. That's the thing. Like, we had a ton of food here on Friday night. But
3: when you're bored and there's nothing to do, you know, I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, macaroni and cheese, and ramen noodles, and Brian, that was in a 30-minute span. You know,
7: <laughs> that was three
3: meals right there. I mean, yeah, when you're bored, you eat more food. And you really mostly don't think about that when you're stocking up for a storm.
1: Yeah, Uh, we'll go to uh, JC in Chictawaga. Hey, JC, what's it like in Chictawaga right now?
7: Well, right now on my street, we did have one little path that a bobcat made um, the other day. I think it was Saturday for uh, the power company because we had a tree that was uprooted and the line, the tree was, branches were hanging onto the line. Luckily, they were able to cut the tree down, and they, you know, uh, proceeded to leave the area. Um, we have not seen a plow uh, to redo that path. Um, it's it's my street is is a mess. I will probably uh, not be able to get out until we thaw. <laughs> I mean, the pile. I'm only four. 411, and the pile is huge.
1: Where, where exactly is this again? So, you know, uh, somebody can hear this and hopefully get some help out there?
7: Um, it's off of Union Road. Uh, just be, uh, it's Wellworth Place. Uh, we're right by between uh, the Airport Plaza and George Urban. Ah, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, you know, our street has been, you know, other than we've all had power, we've all had heat. Um, But one of the things um that I was mentioning to this call screener um was back on December 10th, I had said to somebody, we're going to have a storm for Christmas. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I proceeded to explain my logic which was in 2018 we had a uh, snow for christmas it was quite stormy uh 2019 it was rainy very warm 2020 christmas eve i was at work and we started to have a snowstorm and it was windy and blowing and and the plow guy at work couldn't even do his, his job. I ended up waiting another three hours before I could leave. Um, and we woke up to Christmas Day to a tremendous amount of snow. Not like this, but it was, it was bad. But we were all stuck home anyways because of the COVID. Last year, it was just foggy and rain, and that was it. So I felt it, we, we were going to get it.
3: Look well, at that, JC. Well,
1: we uh, have hopefully. Uh, I guess if that's the logic, then we won't get a storm for another right. uh, 20 years.
3: Maybe next Christmas we'll have. Remember, a few years ago, when Christmas Eve it was like 60 degrees. Maybe we'll have that next year. I don't know. It's gonna be 50 this weekend, so I'm getting ready for that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm good with snow for now.
1: I'm. I'm good with yeah. snow. I'm. I'm a little. Wor- we'll I'm, a, I'm. talk holi- more about that the at the end of the week. I am a little worried about that warm up with just the sheer amount of snow I've got around my house. All I'm. I'm. I'm a holiday guy. I. I love the snow. Well, you're good with snow because you don't have to move anything. Oh,
3: yeah, <laughs> hey, no. Yeah. That too. Of course you are. No. no, no. After work, good I good. have to go dig my wife's car out.
1: So I do have to okay. move a little snow. All right. All right. A little bit. Um. All right. We'll be back here tomorrow. Be and Beamer. You got David coming up next on WBEM.